Hi guys, and thank you for joining me on this week's segment of Just Thinking Out Loud. Um, I am going to talk about on this week's segment, someone asked me a question in regards to what do I do when I'm feeling overwhelmed um, and anxious? So what do I do? And so I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about coping skills. That's going to be the topic um, for this segment. So coping skills, specifically dealing with anxiety because that's what I have expertise in. Why do I have expertise in it? Because I suffer from anxiety. So I'm going to, we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk a little bit about um, triggers and we're going to talk mainly though about coping skills. So go grab your tea, go grab your pen and pencil and let's jump into it. So first let me say, I meant pencil and paper, not pencil and pen, but you guys know what I meant. So when I first received the message in regards to talking about anxiety and being overwhelmed, I was excited. Why was I excited? Because most people don't want to talk about mental health. Most people don't want to talk about stressors. Most people don't want to talk about the things that are like the the not so nice things, right? in our lives that we may be going through and we may be experiencing, but it's good to talk about these things because almost everybody or everybody, actually not almost, most people go through these things. Now, some people deal with these things a little bit more, it's a little bit more common in their lives and they deal with it on a higher level. Um, And those people actually, and I'm going to say, I hate to say suffer with it, but they are dealing with it, right? They have to work through this a little bit harder. It's a little bit harder for them to um, come out of it than other people who may not have those type of issues, right? Um, I hate using the word diagnosed. I'm going to try my best not to use that word because I really hate. I just really dislike that word Um, of people putting a title on people and boxing them in. I just don't like it. And I'm going to try to stay away from it. So I'm trying to talk around it. So of people dealing with those everyday issues, right? They have to deal with those things in, in every aspect of their lives. It's a little bit harder for them. It's a little bit more challenging. For some people, they can move through it. They, I mean, it hits them and they move through it. They can shake it off a little bit easier. But I'm talking about the people that is reoccurring, right? It's always there. It's, it's like an underlining thing that's kind of always there. So what I wanted to talk about first is coping. Well, really... What I want to talk about first is realizing that you have this extra uh, issue that you have to deal with, right? Recognizing that it's there. And I think for me, where it really came to the forefront and I realized that it was something that I needed to really address was a couple of years ago, I was out of town and I was at one of my friends. Was re- um, it was a retirement and I was, it was like a new environment. I had a rental car staying with a friend and I was rushing. Everything that morning was going wrong from the time I woke up to the time I got the rental car. It was like boom, 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 boom. Just everything was going wrong that morning. It was like a domino effect and my anxiety was just, I could just feel it building and building and building. 
And the breaking point was when I was driving in an unfamiliar environment. And I think I was trying to put the address in the GPS or something. And I was driving very, trying to get there very expeditiously. I'll say that. Again, unfamiliar with the roads and the layout. And I'm trying to get where I'm going. And unfortunately, I don't know if the light was yellow and I kept going through it and then it turned red or the light was red. I forgot. But in either way, I ended up hitting a car. And this car had two elderly women in this car. And so immediately I jump out and I'm like, are you okay? And the lady's like, oh my gosh, you didn't see us? And I'm like, no, ma'am, I didn't see you. I'm not from this area. I didn't see you. No, ma'am. And so the other woman that's in the car is a very elderly woman. And she's like, I'm on my way. The driver was like, I'm on my way to take her to the hospital because her blood pressure's up. And immediately my anxiety that was already on like a hundred jumped to like a thousand. Cause now I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to be the reason that this lady has a heart attack or something like that. Like I just start just my mind is just going out of this world. And so they call the ambulance and everything. And I'm sitting in my car and I'm sitting in the rental and I'm listening and I put on music because music is listening to music is one of my coping skills. And so I feel the anxiety building and the uh, EMT, which is the emergency medical tech was like, are you okay? Do you want to get checked? And I'm like, I'm fine. Just leave me alone right now. I'm just sitting in the car and um, I have to call. Actually, we moved the cars and the ladies were fine, right? Everything was fine. Their family came and checked on them. And I'm sitting there in this unfamiliar environment and I finally reached a breaking point. So I called my cousin and I'm talking to her on the phone and she's talking to me, talking to me gently. She's making sure I'm okay. She's telling me that everything is fine. And I just start, and I'm not a crier, y'all. I do not cry. It's very, if, if I cry, then something is really, really wrong because I do not cry. Um, and so I did, the tears just started coming down. And I think one of the older ladies, they could tell that it was just kind of building up because then she sent her son to check on me. And I told him I'm fine. You know, I was just having a moment and he just kind of built, built up. But after that, I felt better. Right. After I went and got the rental car taken care of and I went back to my friend's house an hour later, it felt like I just kind of like blocked it out of my mind. And just relaxed, watched some TV, listened to some music, and all the anxiety was gone, right? But I literally was like two seconds from having a full-blown, I think I did have a panic attack. I think I did. But it was just really bad. The anxiety, that's the worst my anxiety, I believe, has been. And I realized at that moment, like, I really needed to, when I got back home, I really needed to talk to somebody about this situation and my anxiety and I needed to get a handle on it because I could see how it built up and it and it was a chain reaction and it caused me to have this accident right that could have been much much worse so I knew at that moment that was my eye-opening moment that was like okay Tashana you need to deal with this right it's there it's the elephant in the room and it's no longer just the elephant in the room. Like, it's a spotlight being put on it. You need to talk to somebody about it. So please, guys, do not wait until you have one of those moments and to say, hey, I have this thing that I need to deal with. 
just deal just go ahead and deal with it it's not there's no shame in it there's no stigmas you sh- there should be no stigma going along with it in getting help like there's nothing wrong with getting help that shows your strength it does not show that it doesn't say that I'm weak it it shows your strength right it shows how strong you are to know that I really need to get talk to somebody about this issue and so that brings me to one of my to back to coping skills so um one of my triggers as I was talking about was stress and being late like it was just a stressful situation and the stress had built up for me and so one of my one of the things about coping skills is um learning what your triggers are right I had to learn how to recognize what triggered me Caffeine, a lot of caffeine triggers it. So I had to learn how to stay away from, excuse me, I had to monitor my caffeine intake, right? Most people don't think about that. I mean, caffeine, what does it do? What is it? It keeps us awake. It pushes, makes your adrenaline go, right? So your endorphins or whatever, whatever it does. But, you know, you want to stay away from caffeine. So if you're an anxious person or you deal with anxiety, then you want to stay away from caffeine. You want to monitor your, your caffeine intake. Um, another coping skill is what I do to myself personally. I find this, this helps every time. If I'm home, I'll take a shower. I will take a warm shower and I will stay in there for as long as it takes for the anxiety to kind of die down. And it helps. It really does help. Um, I will go in the shower and it's just me in the water and it just helps soothe and kill all the anxiousness. So taking a shower is one of my coping skills Um, and everybody's coping skills. A lot of these are generic, like you can use them and then some things may not work for some people. So you really just have to find out what works for you. And so limiting your alcohol intake too, because, oh gosh, alcohol, we all know. Alcohol is horrible when it comes to dealing with anxiety and things of that nature or any any kind of underlying mental health issues. Alcohol is not the thing. So you definitely want to stay away from or limit your alcohol intake because it will cause it'll it'll trigger your anxiousness. It'll cause it. It'll magnify it. And um, yeah, so you want to definitely monitor that and be careful about that. Um, other self-soothing mechanisms. So, um, self-soothing. What is self-soothing? I'm throwing out all these words and you guys may not be familiar with them. So self-soothing is just coping skills that focus on, um, lessening your anxiety that you do on your own. So I had to learn how to, yes, during my, my, my situation, the car situation, I called my cousin, but at first I tried to self-soothe myself, which was listening to music. Um, self-soothing, my other self-soothing trigger, not trigger, but um, coping skill that I said that I use is taking a shower, right? Um, Another um, self-soothing coping mechanism that I use, or actually not even that I use, is just a general one, I guess, in general, is exercise. Exercise is a good coping coping mechanism or coping skill. Because it helps you burn off all that anxiousness. And I have been a active runner. Maybe not so much the past few, two months. Because I'm trying to gain weight. And so it's kind of like counterproductive for me personally. 
But um, exercise is a good way to kill all the anxiousness and get all of the anxiousness out of out of your body. So exercise and doing it daily. Um, I have a few more that I'm going to go through and then I have a good resource, um, a couple of good resources for you guys to kind of check out if you're dealing with anxiety and anxiousness. But again, it's nothing to be ashamed of. I wanted to talk about that a little bit more too. And I dealt with this and I'm always talking about my blog, but I dealt with this. I'm not dealt with, but I spoke about this on the blog as well, about the stigma in having, especially in um, communities of people of color, that there's a stigma about getting help. And I want to dig deep or uh, actually just tap in to a little bit about that in the next segment and after the break. And then I'm also going to just talk about some more triggers and some more coping skills because again, this is what this segment is about. We're talking about, about anxiety and we're talking about coping skills and how to deal with or lessen the kind of um, anxiousness that a lot of us may be dealing with and the overwhelming feelings. And so I just wanted to talk to you guys about that. So Again, I am going to go to break real quick, and after the break, we will discuss more coping skills. I'll give you some resources, and I'll be right back. All right, so thanks for joining me on the second half of Just Thinking Out Loud. And that music, if you're listening to us on, well, if you're listening to the podcast on Anchor, then you heard some music during the break. And that was Jonathan McReynolds and his song Cycles. I actually love that song. Um, So if you are listening to the podcast on Anchor, thank you very much. You can hear all of the breaks. You can hear the um the transitions, which I always feel with wonderful music. Um, if you aren't listening to the podcast on Anchor, if you're you listening to it um, on Google or on some other um, some other platform, then you may not hear the transitions. I, I believe you don't hear them at all. It's just silence. Um, so it's best to listen to the podcast on Anchor. But again, if you're listening on another platform, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep continue listening. Um, but you may just kind of be like, why is she? I don't hear anything. She's talking about a break, but I don't hear anything. So that's what it is when I mention a break. Um, it's if you're listening to the podcast on Anchor, then you hear the transitions. So prior to going to the break, I was talking about how I made a post on the blog. And so I have a blog for those of you that don't know. Um, and it's called not down, but not out.com. And it's all about encouraging others during their journey to overcome life's journey, life challenges, excuse me. Um, and it is a faith based blog again, because Everything I do pretty much is faith-based. I am a spiritual coach and I talk to and I encourage others and give you a, everything from a spiritual aspect. Um, and it's always going to be faith-based because that's just, it's just going to be faith-based. That's just what I do. Um, but I wanted, so on the blog actually, and I did that, I wrote this piece about, man, I think I wrote that last year sometime. But I was speaking on that that how there is a stigma in the a community of uh, people of color and how people see it as a weakness. Like I've even had someone tell me, you know, it's all in your head. 
Um, you don't, you know, we don't do that. We don't go to therapy. We don't go, you know, you can just pray it away. And while I am a firm believer in prayer, prayer changes things. If you've heard my testimony, then you know that I am a firm believer in prayer and I stand, I stand on prayer, but I also stand on the fact that God has provided us with this other, with another method of getting help. And so we need to utilize all of the um, services and all of the things that he's provided us so that we can better ourselves, right? So that brings me to another point of therapy. Like if you need help, reach out and go to therapy, reach out and go get some help. And it's beyond just talking to your pastor. Some things are beyond that. Some things are beyond that. You need to go out and reach out and get help. And so when I had that accident and that incident, I realized, okay, I need to go get help so I can bottle this thing and I can learn how to handle this thing and overcome these challenges. Because when I start feeling overwhelmed and it builds up, I need to know what to do, right? I need to know how to work around these things and how to deal with it. So, and when you're feeling overwhelmed, all that is, is a feeling of, uh, you can feel defeated or you can feel, um, the actual definition of being overwhelmed is defeated or buried or drowned beneath a mass, right? And for me or many other people, it's like a suffocating feeling. Like you feel like the walls are like closing in on you, right? At times. And so again, you use those coping mechanisms, those coping skills in order to kind of lessen that anxiety. And so one of my favorite scriptures that I also go to during my because because taking a time out is also um a good coping skill or something that you know something that you can use to help lessen your anxiety a little bit and so one of my favorite scriptures is second corinthians the fourth chapter um eight through the ninth verse and so and i always read it from like the um niv or the message so if i give a scripture um, if I actually, and most times I don't read the scripture throughout, like I don't tell you the whole scripture. I'll just give you the actual chapter and the verse. But if I do, then it's always going to be from the NIV or the message because that's what I usually read it from the message Bible. So this one is from the NIV. And again, it's second Corinthians fourth chapter eight through ninth verse. And it simply says, we have troubles all around us, but we are not defeated. We do not know what to we do not know what to do, but we do not give up the hope of living, right? Verse nine, we are persecuted, but God does not leave us. So I think that is important for us to know that we feel overwhelmed. We feel persecuted, um, but God does not leave us. He doesn't leave us. We are hurt sometimes, but we are not destroyed. And that is a big thing to know when you're feeling anxiety and you're feeling like the world is kind of upside down, like everything is against you. You have to know that God is for you. You're not alone. So as always, let me let me take this time, actually, and I probably should have did this in the beginning, but let me insert a disclaimer here. So all of the tips and guidance, not even guidance. So all the things I'm talking about today, um, as always, I want you to do a little bit more research on your own. And um, reach out and talk to a professional as I am not a professional licensed counselor. I do have a degree in human services. However, 
Um, I am not a mental health, a clinical mental health therapist. Okay, so I just know from my own personal experience and my own um, experience in therapy, the tricks and the um, not I hate to call them tricks, but the tips that I use from my own personal walk um, is what I'm sharing with you. So by all means, this is not counseling, guys. This is just me giving you again. I'm just thinking out loud and I am letting you know outside of not outside, but I am letting you know my personal experience with therapy and what I have taken from it and um, just things that I've learned along through the years on ways to kind of deal with my anxiety. Um, And so again, this is a disclaimer and I'm going to probably insert one in the beginning. I am not a clinical, a licensed clinical mental health therapist as always. And I'm also not a pastor. (laughs) just in case. So y'all know that as well. Um, but I am just, I am a spiritual coach. And so who has anxiety and I've had anxiety for quite some time now. And so through my experiences in therapy and my experiences and research, again, I do have a degree in human services. Um, this is me giving you a little bit of insight on, um, how to deal with anxiety. And so, ways to deal with your anxiety but as always like I said I want you if you feel like you need help or you just are want to be more knowledgeable on the subject do your own research and reach out to a licensed clinical mental health therapist um, or psychiatrist for some help okay so again with the scripture you have to know that God is 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 he's he's he hasn't left us we're not alone um where he he's here He's there with you. And so he's provided these different resources for us to utilize again. And so therapy being one of those, we have to learn how to use these things. He put these things here for us. And so we have to use them. So uh, one of my, like I said, one of my coping skills is prayer because we need taking time out, taking a step back. Um, That is a a coping skill. And so me, when I take a time out, when I take a step back, I pray. I pray and I say my scriptures. I do those things to help and it helps calm me. I also use, um, which I found out in therapy, is an app. If you have an iPhone, it's an app called CBT-I Coach, right? And what that stands for is Cognitive Behavioral Therapy um, so that's what CBT stands for. And you can, again, do your own research on what cognitive behavioral therapy is. Um, it's just a method of therapy that's a little bit more hands-on. Um, it's a hands-on approach. and kind of gets you involved in your therapy and your care. And so um, that's kind of like the layman's term. So it's, I mean, it's deeper than that, but just look it up. So I use CBT-iCoach um, app. And I also use the Calm app. And so the Calm app is um, an app that has like different noises, like rainforest noises, rain, all these other things that are calming and soothing and kind of help you get your get your um, mind to a place of relaxation. And so um, those two apps are good resources to look into. Um, you may find some other apps that may be helpful. Um, I also find that going to sleep or putting myself on a good schedule because I do sometimes deal with or most a lot of times deal with um, insomnia. And so 
Um, and that, again, is your mind won't turn off. So it's constantly going. So you can't get any sleep. So with insomnia, if I find that, again, I don't drink any coffee or I limit my caffeine intake, including chocolate, which is my favorite. But if I monitor my caffeine intake throughout the day and I put myself on a good sleep schedule, that helps also minimize um, the anxiety or anxiousness that I feel throughout the day or that overwhelming feeling, it won't quite build up to a level where it's kind of like, you know, kind of like a, a kettle where, you know, you hear it and it's like humming, 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 humming. And all of a sudden then that blast of steam comes out and it's like going crazy. And so you won't have that over the top feeling. It'll kind of just lessen it and minimize it. Right. And so that's what these coping skills do. They help you learn how to bring that level down. Right. So prayer, um, you're getting enough sleep, making sure you're exercising, you're talking to someone. We talked about self-soothing, which is just coping skills that focus on lessening your anxiety um, that you do on your own, which is praying, getting enough sleep, exercising. Um, what did I say? Lessening your um, oh, listening to music, listening to music um, and this positive thinking positive thinking as well. So when overwhelming feelings come in and that negative self-talk comes in, you have to flip that and start having a positive self-talk with yourself, right? Because we know that some things are beyond our control. You can't control everything. So we have to, we have to, um, try to maintain that in our mind and try to flip that focus, And so, again, another one is, I can't read my own handwriting, y'all. I tried to jot down some quick things during the break. And I was maybe writing a little too fast because I can't read it. So, I wanted to give you guys a good resource, though. So, a good resource, if you are in the United States, a good resource is the Anxiety Depression Association of America. And their website is adaa.org. And so, Adam... Well, excuse me, Alpha Delta Alpha Alpha dot org. So ADAA, I know I have a bit of an accent, dot org. And it's the Anxiety and Depression Association of America. They have some awesome resources out there and different things on um, triggers and learning your coping skills. Um, a big thing about coping skills is, again, like I said, learning your triggers and what triggers you and what kind of adds to that. And stress is a big a big trigger for anxiety. And so they have something out there as well on learning to deal with stress and depression because depression and anxiety kind of go hand in hand and depression, anxiety um, are kind of like they go hand in hand and then they also feed into PTSD. And so that's a whole different thing that I may talk about a little bit, but I am not quite um, as knowledgeable on PTSD. Like I have some things. Well, I I don't even want to talk about that, but we'll talk about it maybe in another segment because it's another thing. PTSD is post-traumatic stress syndrome and so or post-traumatic stress disorder. And so again, um, me being a veteran and as well as I've had, if you know my testimony, then you know that um, PTSD is as well as something that uh, something else that I deal with as well, only because I've had some traumatic stuff occur. So, um, but again, I won't delve into that today. 
um, and we may or may not even talk about it. It's probably, I probably won't talk about it, but, um, I just really want to talk about the anxiety. So that's really, um, the forefront, but they do, but please know that they do kind of all kind of feed into each other. But again, if you are suffering from or dealing with any of these challenges, make sure you reach out to a professional and, um, get some help and, um, get some counseling and they can help talk you through and also give you some other tips and things um, on an insight on how to best handle your level of anxiety um, because there are other ways and other things they may prescribe. I'm not a fan of medication, but they may prescribe some medication because some people need it. You, Some people, you know, your anxiety is at a level where sometimes the coping skills won't bring it down fast enough. And so you need some other kind of help with that so there's no shame in any of this guys so if you at any point like I said need any of these coping skills um or medication see a therapist see somebody that can help you by all means continue to pray on it um and again I'm gonna come back and if you guys have been with me before for the other few episodes then you know that I do something called the wrap-up And so that is just where I give you my last thoughts and closing arguments, which really not any arguments, but my last thoughts on today's segment. And so I am going to go to a quick break. Don't leave me. And we will come back with the wrap up. segment of just thinking out loud we were talking about all about coping skills and I've given you my tips and um, guide on what I do personally for when I'm feeling overwhelmed and anxious and so again um, it's just things that I've learned over time through therapy and research on how to kind of just cope right kind of cope with these overwhelming challenges that sometimes life throws at us and so again I wanted to leave you with my top three coping skills that I use personally so prayer of course is going to be number one on that list number two my most favorite one ever I take warm showers um, when I feel that level of anxiety getting to a place that is just I just need a moment to myself so I go and I take me a nice warm shower and the third one is my most well it's not my most favorite because the shower one is actually my most favorite but the third one is getting enough sleep I love sleeping I love sleeping if I could sleep all day I would um but getting enough sleep that's my third one so um remember uh I talked about exercise and talking to someone of course reaching out to a mental health professional if you if you need that help by all means know that there is no shame in reaching out and getting help because we all need it that actually shows strength so again this is Tishana with just thinking out loud Thank you so much for joining me on this segment and uh, I'll see you next time.